Hi everyone, welcome to the Tell Your Story podcast. Today is a really exciting day as this will be the first official episode of the podcast. Today we have with us Nate DeMontanac. He is currently committed to a Division I football program on a full scholarship as a wide receiver, but I'm sure he wants to do a bit of an introduction for himself. So Nate, thanks for coming here today. Why don't you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Uh, so what's up guys? My name is Nathan DeMontanac. Uh, I play wide receiver. I'm committed to the University of North Dakota. Uh, I'll be enrolling there this June, July sometime in the fall. Um, I'm just really excited to get on this show and share my story. And I myself am truly excited to hear all about your story and the path that you've taken to be able to put yourself in the position that you're currently in. But before we start, I do want to provide emphasis to the goal of the Tell Your Story podcast and what it aims to achieve, which is essentially to create a platform for athletes such as Nate, as well as former athletes and those involved in the sports industry to talk about their careers in hopes of providing insight and guidance to those on the same path as them, as well as anyone who's open to and interested in learning from others' experiences, as the lessons and key takeaways from these stories are not strictly for athletes, as they can also be applied to many different aspects of one's life, not just athletics. Alright, so that being said, let's hop right into it. Nate, the floor will be yours for most of the interview. For starters, let's begin with your current goals and what is your overall dream that you've kind of spent your life trying to turn into a reality? All right, so I'm going to start off with the dream question. Um, I'd say that my dream is ultimately to reach the NFL. Uh, As a kid, I had a dream of playing college football. Uh, It wasn't much of a reality until I hit high school. So with me in the position to play college football now, I'd say that is a dream that I have accomplished. Um, but yeah, ultimately the bigger picture is the NFL and playing, playing for many years. Um, and what was the other question you said? Uh, the other question I had was just kind of like, what are your goals for when you get to North Dakota? Okay. Um, so I had a few actually, um, I'm trying to play, I'm trying to get down there right away and play, um, nothing less really. I feel like I have the ability to do so. I feel like I'm in the physical and mental shape to do so, so I think that's the goal right away. I think that's the goal for a lot of college athletes when they get on campus. So definitely to play. Um, I'm trying to win games, though, as well. So it's it's a personal thing to play, but I'm trying to win. I'm trying to help the team win. I'm trying to win a national championship. I'm trying to trying to come for everything that they said I couldn't have, really. Yeah, that's, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. So now let's kind of take it a few steps back and kind of go to your beginnings and kind of start with, how did you get involved with sports in the first place, as well as what made you choose football specifically as the sport that you wanted to uh, take off with? Okay, so first, I started playing basketball, I think when I was around, I want to say five or six. Uh, I was I was all right. I wasn't too good, but it, that, that wasn't the biggest, the biggest thing I could have done with my life, so... I started. I decided to move on, and I tried out football. I did flag football first, I think, when I was around seven. And then I begged my mom to let me play tackle when I was eight. And then ever since I had that first practice and she asked me how it went, I told her I loved it, and I never really looked back. Alrighty, and then could you just tell us, like, a, a few stories about, like, when you first started playing football? Like, when did you really, really say, like, like this This is what I, I want to do? Like, like th- what about the sport and what about those experiences kind of led you to that conclusion? I'd say, so in my first tackle season, uh, my team was pretty good, but I wasn't the best player on my team, uh, and I fumbled a lot. So what my coach made me do is he, he would make me walk around my house with the football in my hand just to make sure I wouldn't fumble. And I think, like, just from that, it just made me, like, want to play football. It just want me to keep getting better. It's like... 
okay, I fumbled so much this year. Next year, I'm not going to fumble. So I think it just it just propelled me to keep going and just keep wanting to play. And next year, looking forward to next year and improving. So I think I think that's what happened, really. All right. And then uh, what was the moment or if there was one where you you really said like, yeah, I'm, I can make it. I'm going to go to the NFL. Th- this is what I want to do. That's tough. Um, I think I think that happened just shortly after my grade ten year. Um, this is when I was uh, given the opportunity to play at a prep school. Uh, it kind of it made me it gave me a confidence, you know, having someone tell you that you're good, having a coach believe in you, and kind of that was my first first time going through the recruiting process, first time being looked at and evaluated. So I felt like it was pretty cool, and I was like, hey, like if he if my coach is recognizing what I can do on the field, like. Other coaches will as well. So I think that just helped out a lot, really. So based off of that, would you say that a coach's influence in an athlete's life is, is a key aspect as to whether or not they're going to be able to sustain that motivation to continue on? For sure. For sure. A hundred percent. Coaches are our father figures, basically, for a lot of people. Um, I know for me, I've had a lot of great role models that have trained me, helped me, like prepared me to be at the moment that I'm at right now so I think that coaches are very important and and the way they conduct themselves and the way they conduct their like their practices their games and stuff like that it goes a long way in someone's life not just you know like that year or like some someone's life like they can really impact somebody's whole entire life really yeah so like what you're saying is kind of like a coach it's more it goes beyond sports when it comes to that stuff for for a lot of athletes for sure yeah yeah for sure and they can apply it to other aspects of their lives as well right Mm -hmm. all right so do you have for yourself like a favorite highlight or achievement throughout your career where you know you were just like, "Wow, I can't believe I just did that type of thing?" Oh yeah, easy, easy. Uh, my junior year, uh, I was playing at the prep school football North. Uh, we had a game in Cleveland against Saint Ignatius. Uh, I think that was one of my best games ever. Like in my career playing football, I had uh, two touchdowns that game. Uh, one like 160 yards receiving, like over like eight receptions. So it's probably one of the best games I've ever had. And the second touchdown I got was the hail mary to win the game. And uh, just just by the looks of that, the hail mary to win the game, that should just tell you tell you all you need to know about that moment. Yeah, and if if, if anyone wants to see this clip, I'll definitely be posting it along with when I uh per- provide any extra information about Nate for those who want to follow up with him. But uh, to continue on, let's kind of go into motivation itself so what do you believe is like the main drive for your motivation because as as we as a lot of people know staying motivated throughout your whole life is something that it's not it's not easy to achieve that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. for you personally what did you find to be the main drive of your motivation i'd say i'd say family you know being able to provide for your family provide for generations like i don't know who would want to be able to turn down this opportunity and you can do so much through sports, you know, you can coach, you can play, you can manage, you can do whatever you want, really. There's limitless opportunities, and it's just seeing my family struggle, seeing everybody that I love around me struggle, it just it just built me. It just made me, like, stronger, and it just made me want to keep going. You know, I haven't really accomplished anything yet, but that keeping them in the back of my mind, like my family and my loved ones, it for sure keeps me going every day. And then... Besides that, that main driver, because like I, I know, like on a day to day basis, you're not always gonna be thinking about that, or you, you could be, but mm-hmm. you're gonna definitely need, I, I would assume, more. Yeah. So on a day to day basis, how, what have you used or what have you found to 
sustain that motivation so that you're always driving to be the best? Uh, I'd say, so what I what I do like personally is I go on Twitter, um, and Twitter shows you a bunch of stuff like, like about all the stuff that your followers like. So you see all the stuff like all the tweets that they be liking and all that stuff. So I follow a lot of college coaches, and they be liking all the tweets of all the kids that they be offering. So when I see kids getting offers to these big time schools, like you know, like Michigan, Florida, Alabama, LSU, you know, all those schools, it's like. Uh, like it just it just gets under me because it's like I never really had that opportunity to prove myself in my, in my senior year. So without having that, like it just drove me like seeing that it just drives me every day because it's like I know I'm better than these guys and I just can't wait to be able to show it. Yeah. And to kind of extend on that point where you talked about how you didn't have a, a senior season, mm-hmm. that brings me to my next question. Where has there been times where your motivation or love for the game has been? tested and has that ever led you to a fair where you were like i i might not want to do this with my life and if so how did you overcome that yeah for sure um i think every athlete has has dealt with covid differently uh for me it it was really really tough because i haven't been able to play football in about two years almost now last time i played football was like november 2019 so it's been tough um i miss it a lot but I think I think I found my love for it during this. Like I found out how much I really miss football and how much I really love it because truly like when something's taken away from you, that's when you really realize it's real worth. And with it with football being gone, like I've been lost, but I've been able to train, I've stayed focused and I think I prepared myself to be the best I can really. And that's that's honestly great to hear that while not being able to play the sport that you love for such a long period of time, but able to stay loyal to the sport and remain motivated to strive for your goal that that's that's great to hear and i i know a lot of people would like to hear that as well because i can even say that myself like my patient my loyalty to sport was tested bill covid and it went the other way like i decided to stop playing basketball type of thing mm-hmm. so now let's kind of move into uh your daily schedule and all of that so what does your, your daily schedule look like pre-covid and after covid all right so pre-covid like when i'm in school yeah, yeah. All right. So pre pre COVID, let's see. I'd say so during the day, I'd wake up around. Uh, I had a first period spare, so I'd wake up around eight thirty. Actually, you know, I get to sleep in a little bit. Uh, privilege of being an older student in high school. Uh, then after that, I'd head to my first class at around nine nine fifteen. Uh, followed by lunch. We got meetings at lunch. Uh, we got positional meetings or special teams meetings, you know, some just to keep the mind right, mind focused. Uh, following that, I'd have two more classes after that. End school at around, I'd say, 2.30, 2.15. Uh, we got study hall five times a week or four times a week, something like that. And then right after that, we got workouts. And sometimes we'd even hit the field after to, to get some extra work in. So that was my, that was my day before COVID. Uh, after COVID... The training kind of picked up because that was all we really could do. So I was in the gym at 7 doing a speed session, um, getting right, basically dying in there. Uh, I'd go home. I'd sleep till 1 o'clock. I'd, I'd, I'd eat first, go home, sleep till 1 o'clock, get up, go back to the gym and lift. Uh, sometimes if we had a quarterback in the area or enough guys wanted to do it, we'd go to the field and throw after. That was a bonus, but... Yeah, those two workouts, that made my day really throughout COVID, those couple months through COVID. That's great to hear that you were able to continue to get your work in, even with the the impact that COVID had had on a a lot of people's careers and that you were able to continue to strive towards that goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, that being said, 
what did you find to be your 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 favorite method of training whether it was being on the field itself being in the gym or or dry land training any of those type of things what what did you like the most i'd say i mean every every football player every receiver especially loves to be on the field you know that's when you have the most fun it's when you know you're just throwing you're basically just playing catch you know what i mean that you know just sophisticated catch but i'd have to say the speed training is Probably the best training that I've I felt that has been the like the best for me. Uh, it gave me a different type of confidence, you know. Like speed was something that was questioned by D one schools. Like they wanted to know how fast I was, how fast I can run the forty and that. And before training for speed, I was like I was pretty slow. I'm not gonna lie. And then I just tapped in. Uh, I got a great coach, great speed coach, and he put me through it. Uh, he pushed me every day, and things changed. I ended up running like a four four five hand time forty, which is a major improvement from my my earlier times so i think that yeah the speed the speed really just gave me a different confidence boost and then what did you find like throughout your career so far to kind of not work and be almost detrimental to your career and and how did you come to realize this because i know sometimes in an athlete's life you don't even you can't realize that it's having a negative effect on your career Mm -hmm. but once you do get to that realization what did you do to follow up to kind of change it okay so i like to hang out with friends a lot i like to always be out i don't really like to be home you know being at home is boring you, you always want to be with your friends but i, I it like it came to a point where seeing my friends was coming not a distraction but it was just it was time consuming so i'd be out till let's say like 10 30 at night i'd get home and i take a while to fall asleep so i'll be on my phone i'll be playing video games i'll be eating doing something and then by the time i know it, it's like 1 30 and as an athlete, I learned this year that sleep is probably one of the most important things that you could get. So um, missing out on sleep and like waking up feeling tired is it's not really a good feeling, especially when you got training at 7 a.m. with a coach that's going to be on your neck. So I think that sleep, the sleep was the biggest thing that I had to adjust. And like, it's not gonna, I didn't, I'm not going to say I stopped hanging out with friends, but, you know, like I just we, we started hanging out earlier or we'd make adjustments or we'd make rain checks. You know, we would just. We'd fit it to make sure it worked for everybody, you know, because they have stuff going on, too. I'm not the only person in the world with stuff going on in the morning. So they, they we had to all work around it. And I think just getting my sleep schedule on track, getting like a solid six, seven, eight hours sleep, it, it's, it's life changing, really. And then to talk about friends, exactly. Uh, did you ever find that you yourself had to kind of set down barriers or anything like that or kind of like make it clear and known that? your goals were prioritized over hanging out and stuff like that or did you kind of just or were your friends more open to just they knew what you was on so they they let you do your thing i have i have like an open variety of friend groups like i got friends that play football and i got friends that never even picked up a football before so it's a little bit different but uh the people that i spend most of my time with they don't really play sports like that so I feel as that they don't really understand what I'm doing. They respect it, obviously. Like, they understand that I'm putting in the work and and what I'm doing is to better myself. But I feel like they really deep down don't know, like, what it really means to me. So it it was kind of hard at first to, like, just manage, like, manage feelings towards people and stuff like that. But it, it was just all about respect. You know, they respected my work ethic and I respected their work ethic. So at the end of the day... Nothing really changed in our friendships, and it kind of just prospered. Like, we all came closer. We all realized that our lives are really starting, and our lives are beginning to to get going. So it was just exciting, really. 
Yeah, and that that realization that 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 key part or that realization that your lives are really starting type of thing that that is what I I found in in my life as well too. It just be one of the most important aspects was just realizing that you know we're we're young and there's a lot there's a big big path ahead of us. Type yeah, for of sure, for sure. Uh, and then now to move forward, kind of into um, not a- away from friends and more into family specifically. What kind of role did your family play throughout your careers? You you mentioned earlier in the interview that your your main source of motivation is for them. Mm-hmm. So that being said, what what type of role did they kind of play in your career throughout it? I'd have to say, um, I kind of got myself into football, and I kind of kept myself in it. So. Obviously, my my parents and my siblings they would they would all motivate me. They'd all push me. They would say like, "Oh, you got practice. You can't be doing this. You got practice. You got a game. You can't be doing this." So they kept me focused. But yeah, so my family they 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 were encouraging. But my mom doesn't really know much about football, so it was kind of tough for her to like. She didn't really know what I had to do. She didn't know that I had to train. She didn't know that I had to be doing speed sessions at seven a.m. So it was tough uh, living with a single mother. She. She didn't really. She doesn't know football at all. Really, like every only football she watches is my football. So, um, it was tough, but I felt it was good because it gave me a break outside of football. You know, like my whole life is football. My whole day is training, training, training. I'm gonna be on the field. I'm gonna be talking about football with my friends. So when I get home to to not have any football, it was kind of good. Like it was a break. It was like, okay, now I just get to be with the people I love and like just really embrace time with them because you know time's running up. I'm gonna be moving to college soon. So would you say that creating a balance in your life where football isn't always everything is also a key aspect to success as well? Oh, yeah, 110%. Football is going to end one day. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a non-forever sport. And just just being able to, to make it to the next level is such a blessing. And understanding that, it, it like it just makes you believe in other things outside of football. You know what I mean? It, it, it helped me believe in education. Um it helped me believe in other things, but I think just taking a break from something that you do every day is vital. Like everybody needs a break. Uh, like in the summer, I was training hard for a couple of weeks, like a couple of months actually, and then uh, there's uh, like three or four days where I was just like, I need to like just stop. Like I need to do no training, no practicing. Just just let my body just just rest and just heal and just take in everything and realize what I got to be doing moving forward. Yeah, and it's it, it. You would say that it's just that balance is really what's gonna help your your mindset stay stable yeah. throughout your career, so that you don't ever feel like it, it's all all or nothing. Yeah. All the time. it's a big mental thing for sure. I'd say that. Okay, and then let's kind of get into the the recruiting process because I I know for a fact as a Canadian to be able to kind of figure out your way and figure out the process, it's a lot different than when you start out as an American player where a lot of people are knowledgeable on that. It It's not as well known throughout Canada, the real process to make a lot of these kids' dreams a reality. So let's kind of get into your, your recruitment process and where it all started and then kind of what you did with it and all that. All right. So I'm not even going to lie. In my uh, freshman and sophomore year, grade 9 and 10, I, didn't, I did not think university football was like uh, – like something I'd be able to accomplish. Like, I'm not going to lie. I felt that it was just something that, you know, like people that tried too hard, you know, they did, they got that. But I think that was just me being immature and just being, just really being young. Um, but after in grade 10, I watched um, our seniors win a, 
provincial championship or something like that. And I seen some some of the older guys talking to university coaches and like something just clicked for me in my brain and I was like, like I want that attention. Like I want somebody to come to me after the game and tell me I played good. You know what I mean? So uh just seeing that just just kind of motivated me a lot really and like I just never really lost sight of that goal really. And um how did you find like aside from because I know you went to a prep school they obviously have like thing programs set up to kind of get your guys' name out there. Mm-hmm. But what did you yourself do on your own time to market brand and basically tell the world like I I'm I, I'm a D1 football player. Uh so I use Twitter. I think all collegiate athletes, all high school athletes are on Twitter. That's how um, most coaches communicate. Most D1 coaches communicate with athletes. So I was on Twitter. I, I, I remember being up late at night, like 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, just searching up, like, my favorite schools, like, positional groups, coaches, you know that. I'm, like, I'm finding their email. I'm finding their their assistants' emails, their, their assistants' Twitters, their Twitters. And I'm just sending them a mass test me- test, text message sorry, where I would just send out everything, all my information, my 40 time, all of this, all my highlights and all of that. And I would just wait on replies. Like if I go on my phone right now, like I probably have like, I'd say easily over 500 messages sent. And out of the 500 messages sent, I probably got maybe like a handful. Maybe I'd say, I'd say definitely under five replies. So it was just tough, but it was just something that you had to keep doing and just you have to realize that you're marketing yourself. So. I just realized that I could never really stop marketing myself. And uh, do you feel as if you you should have started that a bit earlier in a, in a sense rather than... And obviously, like it's it's great that you were able to still market yourself and all that and get to the position you are. But do you have any kind of like... If you could go back and do it again, you would do it differently kind of moments with your recruiting process? Uh, I think so. I, w- I wouldn't say do it again. But I wish I just had knowledge earlier. Like, I wish I had some some knowledge in grade 9 and 10 of how the game worked. Because when I transferred to the prep school in grade 11, that kind of that's when everything opened my eyes. That's when I was like, okay, I got to be lifting. I got to be following coaches on Twitter. I got to be doing this. I got to be doing that. I got to be doing all of this. So I think that if I just had that knowledge in grade 9, uh, I feel like I'd definitely be in a better situation. But, you know, I feel like we can always judge like our our past when we have knowledge in the future you know what i mean so i'm not gonna really dwell on it it is what it is and i'm still happy with how things ended up still looking for the brighter future for sure that's great to hear and then so now kind of just to uh to wrap up the 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 podcast i'm gonna open up the floor for you as as i mentioned earlier like my the the goal of this podcast is to really provide influence and insight to those either young athletes current athletes on the same path as you or anyone that's really interested in learning from others experience so what would you suggest to the young kids out there striving for the same or, or similar dreams to you so that they could be set up on a on a on a better path for success honestly i'd say the first thing is handle your academics for real handle your academics because i was in a situation where I had to handle my academics in my post-graduation year. So I just finished up my last high school course, and I've been graduated for almost a year. So I'd say for sure the first thing you guys got to take care of is is the school because that's the first thing that coaches will ask about. They'll ask, how was he in school, and what are his grades like? So I think that you guys just got to stay focused in the classroom and stay focused in the, in the weight room, on the field, and everything else will take care of itself. You just got to continue working. Uh, you got to realize that 
there is somebody that's going to be better than you. And there's going to be somebody that's going to be outworking you. So right now, while I'm sitting here, there's another receiver getting better. You know what I mean? So you got to use that as motivation. And you can never take criticism too hard. It's just, it's criticism. You know, it's not meant to be nice. It's not meant to be supporting and all of that. But it's just the cold, hard truth. It's reality. And the harder you work, the more you'll get out of it. So I just the, the thing I've got to say is just really keep working. That, yeah, that that that's really all there is to it. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. working towards that goal and making sure you're full steam ahead, ready to get to it, right? For sure. And then uh, I wanted to talk a bit about also the exterior influence and what would you you suggest to either parents or coaches, role models of these young athletes that, based off of your experience, you think is important to know type of thing. Um, I say for parents. Uh, nutrition, 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 nutrition. That's a very big thing. Uh, I was a skinny kid. I wasn't really eating. I hated breakfast. I hated waking up early for school to eat breakfast. I never really did it until grade, until like a couple, like a year ago, really. I'm not even going to lie. Until a year ago, that's when I really started eating breakfast. And I noticed a big change in my day. Like I noticed I had more energy throughout the day and all of that. So I feel like if you have a parent that's able to maybe set aside a breakfast for you the night before, or maybe even make it quickly before they go to work, I feel like that goes a long way. You know, like it just reminds the kid that, you know, you have somebody there that, that's that's ready for you to, to go on this journey. You know, like, they're with you. They're helping you. Um, and I say just, just being there. You know, I mentioned my mom not knowing nothing about football, and that's probably one of the best things I could have asked for because the break you get from not having to talk about your sport all the time and not having to just just be involved with your sport is, is just so needed. And I feel like so many athletes deal with the problem of, of going home and their dad is the coach or their their parents are, are coaching them and giving them advice and it's just sometimes it's just too much you know what I mean everybody has a little point where they break so I feel like being too hard as a parent is is a good thing trust me like don't get me wrong you got to be hard on your kid you got to be hard on them to do this and do that but I feel like the break is needed and they just people like kids just want to have somebody that understands what they're going through that's all we really want we just want you to understand that it's hard to wake up and work out at 7 o'clock in the morning. And then it's hard to go back later in the day and do the same thing. You know what I mean? So um, parents just understanding and and pushing, really. You just got to be on your kids next, making sure they're handling their business in the classroom and on the field. Positive feedback and constructive criticism. Right? Yeah, yes, sir. That, that's really all there is to it. So basically, just to finish off here, we're going to go with what, what do you hope to achieve by coming here today and telling your story? Um, well, since I'm not a highly touted recruit or like, you know, like I'm not somebody that, that has a big name so far, I, I just hope this inspires other people to, to just keep working, really. Going into COVID, I had I had zero offers. Uh, coming out of COVID, I had one. And I truly believe that's just because I didn't let COVID become an excuse or become a reason for me not to go Division One. Um, I kind of used it as a time. I'm like, hey, I'm off school. I literally can't go anywhere else except the field or the gym so why would I not take advantage of that just gotta really keep going keep pushing keep striving for better you can always get better one percent better each day that's the motto yeah and I I completely agree with you man it's great to hear that even with COVID and you know the sport being taken away like I said earlier it's great to hear that you were able to stay on that track and I, I wanted to emphasize myself, like, it, it only need, you only need one offer, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, only one opportunity. You need one person to believe in you, and that was uh, Coach King at, at North Dakota, the receiver coach. Uh, we've been talking, we were talking for, like, a couple, like, eight months before we I even got offered, 
and he would tell me, oh, like I'm I'm gonna pitch I'm gonna pitch it to the head coach. Like we really like you, you know, like we could come down to offer you. So just I think Coach King helped out a lot. He believed in me, showed trust in me. Like you know, my grades weren't great, but he still believed in my ability, and he knew that I wanted to be better. So. I, I really I owe it all to him right right now really because he's the one that put on for me. And th- this is a perfect time to emphasize the influences that coaches and role models mm-hmm. have in a young man's career because sure. just just those words of of inspiration is is all a child really needs to know that they can do it. You yeah, know what I mean, it's all I needed. As soon as he said he believed in me, I I got some superpowers. <laughs> yeah, game Superman. Yeah. Uh, and that that's basically all I had to ask. Like, like your your story is is genuinely one that's amazing, and it, it's certainly not over. I I have all the faith that you're gonna pursue your dream, achieve your dream, and I wish you all the best with your first year at North Dakota. I'm gonna definitely be tuning in. Um, if you have any, do you have any like final words of inspiration? Uh no, nah, man. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share my story. And I hope others come on and, and just, just keep shedding light on Canadian athletes, international athletes, everywhere. Um, so thank you. Thank you for having me, for real. No problem, man. It, it's it, You guys make the show. Like I want, I want to emphasize that. Like it's, it's your stories. It's your inspiration. You guys are really putting down the stepping stones for all these young kids and anybody really out there looking to basically just, just better themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just learning from others' experiences and, and going with it, applying it to your own life. For sure. That being said... I hope everyone enjoyed and learned as much as they could. This is the end of the podcast, but certainly not the end of the Nathan DeMontanac story. If you want to keep up with Nate and kind of see how his story is going to develop more, I'll be providing all the social media and such on all of my platforms. So feel free to give him a follow or anything like that. And lastly, I just wanted to leave everyone with one final thought. And that's that we write our own stories. And I'm going to be saying this a lot throughout the course of basically my whole podcasting career because that's the one point that I want to provide the most emphasis to because I truly believe that the first step to achieving anything that we desire or want to succeed at in life is total and complete faith in oneself and in one's capabilities as life tends to test us in many different ways and forms and remaining faithful and telling yourself I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm just going to push through it. That, that, in my opinion, is a great start on the path to success, as well as a great method of approach to getting through any barriers or roadblocks that life may throw at us. And, you know, with that being said, I really do hope everyone has a great day. And let's continue to take control of our futures and create our own legacies.